Hi, and welcome to episode 324 of No Crying in Baseball, the Attaboy episode. My name's Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hey, hey Potty Mouth, how's it going? Hey, okay, you really did that there. <laughs> I, I really did. All right. I know we we're going to get to that. Um, I've been gone. I feel like I've got two trips to catch you up on. You do, but at least this time you came back in time to like, to share this special moment with me. Although before we go any farther, big thank you to Alexander Dacey yes. for sitting in for you last weekend. We had a lot of fun, and we hope that Alexander will join us again sometime. Yeah, nice work. Thanks for the pinch hitting. Um, while I was in Boston, so that was the trip to see Dad, and I think the the thing that jumps out from that trip is and shit, I didn't check the score today. The Boston fans. Um, when I was young, we're very used to losing everything except for basketball, pretty much. Um, and hockey was kind of sporadic. But football didn't happen. Baseball didn't happen. And then the 2000s came. And so, like, is that is that millennials or the folks who got used to winning between 2000 and 2010? Like, lots I, of football. I can't keep track of those young yeah. people. The, the, the whippersnappers, I <laughs> believe, is what you're talking exactly. about. That's the generational name. The, the whippersnapper generation. The whippersnapper yeah. generation doesn't understand that the Patriots, in fact, have been a really bad team before. And like they're just gonna lose. And uh, but but my my parents have been through both the drought and the success, and then the drought. So they they've got perspective, but are still sort of suffering a lot because the Patriots lost the game that we were there. They got shut out. Like I wrote this down, didn't I? Yeah, zero to uh, thirty four by the Saints, and the week before they had lost to the Cowboys three to thirty eight. So I saw um, one of the sports things on Twitter posted that in the month of October, even though that the Red Sox only had one game, they had more points points than the Patriots in two games. <laughs> they scored more points. Yes, they did. They had wow, six runs. That's, yeah, and the Patriots that's had rough. three points in two games and twice as many games also in football compared to baseball usually doesn't go in that ratio so if you have a friend who's a patriots fan please give them a hug uh, last night checked today they were losing but i don't know by by how much so that was that was the highlight i guess or low late of my my boston trip but you just saved us by scooping us up at the at the train well at the metro station so i thought about it after you left on friday that you were actually getting on a train to new york after yeah. we just told back to back horror stories about you oh, know, people shit. that we love taking trains to and from New York. That's right. And you went, but you did all yeah. right. Yeah, our train was actually lovely. It was uneventful. And I think it's north of the city where all hell breaks loose. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. Yeah, from here to the city was totally, totally fine, except for it fucking rained all day, our one day there, because we got there Friday night and then Saturday was just pouring rain. Um, but I decided at the last minute, because the kid and the, and the Mr. Potty Mouth were at the New York Comic Con, the reason for our going, uh, having a blast all day. And I was like, I got to do something fun, but it's pouring. And so I, I saw an ad for this new musical on broad, Broadway called Here Lies Love. Uh, music is written and, um, and produced by a Fatboy Slim and David Byrne. And I was like, intrigued. You know that I met David Byrne in an elevator once, right? Wait, what? I met David Byrne in an elevator when I was living in San Diego. I was going Holy to see shit. A, a, a symphony production that he was part of. He's amazing. And I was He's a little amazing. bit embarrassed because you'll know exactly what era this was. I was wearing a suit with very large shoulders, <laughs> and, which and, he was kind of famous for, but he was yes. not. I was like, hi. That's funny. Yeah. So you were wearing a suit with larger shoulders than David Byrne yeah. while next to him. It was a whole thing. That's really cool. Well, he's incredibly talented. He's done so many, so many cool things. And this musical is unreal. It's interactive. You can get standing tickets. It's like a studio. It's a, it's about the Philippines in the 80s. Fascinating. Really good on the politics. But it's set up like Studio 54. So like you can be on the floor dancing, like standing room only, but it's around the stage where the actors are. And there are points in the show where they have everybody get up and raise the roof and like clap back. It's so cool. Wow. So cool. Anyway, that has nothing to do with baseball, but it was really, really fun. <laughs> um, before we get out of the intro, I have a corrections department from our friend Ever, who lives, who's a Baltimore Orioles fan, about the tattoo info that I had said about Gabe Kapler and wondering about being able to be buried in a Jewish cemetery because of tattoos, although I was kind of doubtful at the time because I thought, huh, I know that that doesn't always happen. Anyway, ever um, corrected that one definitely, in fact, can be buried in a Jewish cemetery with, with tattoos. It is a myth, 
And I think that I heard it from my parents. <laughs> Who are trying to dissuade <laughs> right. you from getting tattoos? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, I know my in-laws have said it before, too. So Wow. So, you know. Wow. Anyway. I just want to, like, I'm looking back at your notes, and you mentioned being at the MLB store, and I want to know if oh, you yeah. didn't mention that yourself because maybe you bought me presents and you didn't want to, you want to surprise me? Oh, I that did. That was not did, it. I, sorry, sorry. Then never mind. I, um, I did contemplate some prize bag stuff at the MLB store, and there was one thing I was kicking myself out of, but it was while between the time where I had gotten my rush ticket to the show, which I don't think I mentioned that, that I went to the box office two hours before the show started and got a rush ticket for 35 bucks for a Broadway show. So that was pretty fucking cool. Um, so I had some time to kill. So I was like, well, ML- it's raining MLB store. Sure. So I just walked around. I did do one of those baseball card things of me and Juan Soto. The options were you could be with Han- Juan Soto or Vladdy. Those were the only two That's options. Okay. Or blooper. And I was like, no. No, not, mm-hmm. not, not blooper. No, thank yeah. you. No, thank you. Hey, a little bit of context for our recording time. We're a little later than usual on Sunday, but we are still starting before the conference series begins. So the division mm. series are over. <clears throat> the con- oh, excuse me. I am speechless about where we are with the, <laughs> with the postseason. Yeah, so the division series is over. The conference series will start probably while we are recording. But, wow. you know, you, you will know more than, than we do about how that's moving along. On today's show, we're up to the final four. So we've got boyfriends, past, present, and future. We've got 10-year-olds. We've got t-shirts and fan bases. We're already with the playoff format criticisms. We've got police blotter. We've got women in baseball featuring the Giants. And we've got international baseball. Cheers. Cheers. The final four. I love it. So we're talking about the final four teams that are left to watch and then baseball MLB baseball is is over for the season so we are going to enjoy these games to the fullest and I think we'll talk a little bit about who we're rooting for I think we're we're on the same team which is kind of fun although we were like that throughout the playoffs Um, and you know that we've picked a baseball boyfriend per team and we hang on to some of these guys and so some of our current baseball boyfriends or some of our past baseball boyfriends from these teams um, we're gonna check in on so I tried to check in on my Houston guy, David Hensley, and he did not have a good season. He is not on the active list, although on his page, I couldn't understand it, says he was recalled to Houston. Maybe you'll have to interpret this for me on October 2nd, but there's no evidence of him being on any active roster and kind of with a good reason. He was up a bunch at the beginning of the season when Altuve was injured, and then, you know, Altuve is Altuve, so... He w- he only batted 119 in his time, though, which was a huge decline from his, like, first, I think it was opening day. He had a great day with a couple of hits, an RBI, two stolen bases, like, starting the season. And that was – he peaked too early, really. He really peaked too early. Yeah. Um, didn't do well in the minors either. He was on the team for the, the World Series. He's got a ring, but – I don't know. So that maybe was not my best pick of the season, but I'm sure he's a very nice guy. So my Houston guy is the only one who's really active of the of the four teams. Oh, wow. I mean, there are others that are you know, sort of on the roster, but we haven't seen hide nor hair of them. So Chaz McCormick is in the news always, but he's having a good postseason. He's hitting 364 so far in the postseason. That's good. Which yeah. we talked a couple of weeks ago about this sort of media made up spat between Dusty Baker and Chaz McCormick about Chaz not getting enough playing time and mm-hmm. because you know, he's not getting along with Dusty. And so every week there's a new article from Dusty saying, we're fine. We're <laughs> fine. And sure enough, uh, McCormick sat one of the games in the last series. And Dusty's like, he played 11 straight games. I was giving him a break. Dubon needed some time in the outfield. Yeah. I mean, then why does Dusty have to defend, you know, every single action? The guy's got a ring now. I mean, well, give him a break. Yeah, and he's got like 26 years of managing. Yeah, so let, let, let Dusty manage, please. And yeah. um, so um, Chaz McCormick and um, Mauricio Dubon are both in the lineup for tonight. So maybe he's like, all right, fine. I'll play everybody. See, see how you feel about that. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. All right, uh, so this Texas-Texas thing has got me a little bit bummed out, to tell you the truth. Like That's another series where I just want everybody to lose. Yeah. I mean, happy for the people there in Texas who get to enjoy this, I guess. But it's just not my favorite, you know, state politically. And, uh, and, and both teams are problematic for different reasons. However, we do have baseball boyfriends on both. And I had Nathaniel Loaf on Texas. And um, I, I think... 
I saw this story go by and didn't mention it, but I want to talk about it now because it's affecting him now. I mean, now, you know, all, all eyes are on him with the playoffs. His mom um, was diagnosed with brain cancer this season. And this sounds, I mean, last week you were talking about another woman diagnosed with, or, or, or who the, died. The, the, who the died. wife of the, yeah. of the Arizona general manager, yeah. <sighs> so um, there was a lot of, uh, focus on her at the beginning of the season because her other son, uh, Josh, plays for the Rays. And the first time that the two sons faced each other, she had one of those specialty jerseys made with that was half and half and super sweet. And I remember when I talked about Nathaniel back when I picked him as a baseball boyfriend, telling the story about her uh, retweeting and and correcting MLB for calling him Nate on his birthday. She's like, That's he's Nathaniel. Right. I he is that, yeah. not Nate. So I'm going to make a point as I talk about him now to talk, to refer to him as as Nathaniel. Um, so they didn't say anything about this, you know, when it when it first when she was first diagnosed, understandably. And the, you can imagine how that affects their play because they're going through this. They can't be open about it. Um, so I think she was diagnosed yeah, in July, and right before the wildcard games, uh, Josh a- asked her if they could go public just because it was so much pressure. And they're facing each other in the wildcard. So we're talking about Tampa and Rangers. That's crazy. These yeah. brothers facing each other in the wildcard game going through this. My heart goes out to them. Um, and she couldn't go to the game because she was going, uh, going through chemo. Um, apparently she also won't be able to be at future games for Nathaniel because of, uh, because of the continued, the continued therapy. So, um, his numbers weren't great this year. They, they notably declined since July, which says a lot. And last year he was a silver slugger, but he played a key role. And I'm so sorry because I know this is against the Orioles and this is a really sensitive spot, but this is like something he yeah. He no, did. Go ahead. He, like, Go ahead. That 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 last game, game two, right? <laughs> it's wild card. So the the second game, where he had a fifth. I guess the O's. It was the uh, it was the division series. It, oh right, right, right. Sorry. So I knew. Okay, it was the third game. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so it was the third game against the O's, and the, the O's had to win. Right? It was do or die. And they they were not losing yet at this point. I don't know what the score was, but he had a fifteen pitch at bat against Dean Kramer and although Kramer got the out it was key in just changing the vibe like so much has to do with attitude right can you take a second and talk about what Dean Kramer had going on in his head during that oh, game? Oh, yeah. I mean, because was, right. there, was, there was so much that yep. you couldn't see in that game right. that was affecting people. Absolutely. That's terrifying because that he has connections to Israel. And he pitched for Team Israel. He was wearing, and this, it was killing me as, as a Jewish American watching him struggle like this because he was wearing his Jewish star necklace Clearly, like you could see the star while he was pitching. And then to watch him struggle with this was really heartbreaking. So I, ugh, you're right. I mean, that's incredible that both sides of the plate had way, way, yep. way beyond the field. Oh, God, that's crazy. Well, uh, look, that's what the upper today. Yeah. So you're starting on a good note. Um, he also then uh, got a home run and had not gotten a postseason home run at that point of Gibson at the end. And he talks about that being sort of like a huge relief. You know, like I think it was some it was just that, you know, bug that he couldn't get through. Um you know, fortunate for him, and it just, you know, goes to show as we talk about this as like, you know, that players are people and everybody has families. And we've talked about other players going through similar things. The Rangers GM, Chris Young, um, was talking about how he is able to empathize and sympathize at the same time uh, because he lost his father eight years ago in late September when he was pitching for the Royals. Oof. And he pitched the next day and then hopped on a first flight yep. home. So can you, I mean... They're, these are people, you know, and it's going to affect play and it's going to affect outcomes. But we have to uh, give a little grace. We do. We do. Um, as far as the Rangers are concerned, I'm just skipping ahead to next season. And I'm right okay. now calling dibs <laughs> on Evan Carter, who uh, came out of nowhere, but not really. But I'm not going to go out of the where he came from so much now because you'll hear all about it in the offseason when I do my old boyfriend spiel on Evan. <laughs> he was called up September 8th. He has so far gone six for 14, including six 
walks in the postseason. This oh is my a God. rookie. How old is he? Is, he's know? 21. Oh, Oh my God! He has he his plate discipline and such six walks in the postseason against you know aces because that's who they're you know, you're, you're getting thrown aces here. That's amazing. And here's how I know why he has to be my boyfriend and not yours because his <laughs> he quotes follows the rules. No, <laughs> okay. His language. Oh, he said, <laughs> "Gosh." <laughs> It's one important series after another. He really it seems said gosh. like it's been fun. He said gosh twice okay. in this interview. Oh Jesus. Yeah. No, he didn't say oh Jesus. I don't think he would. I don't think he would, but he said gosh twice in this interview that I read. I thought, okay, clearly he's mine because you'd kill him dead. Oh my god. Right. No, I would not be able to have a beer with him. No. No. I also I had the uh the Rangers pitching. Uh, for for this season for my fantasy team, I did not have Max Scherzer because he was traded late and the kids would not give him up. That's okay. He has not pitched since September twelfth, but he's on the roster for this the series that starts now. He says he's ready to go. He said, "I feel good. I'm recovered. I checked off all of the boxes I possibly." can so we're gonna see what happens i mean jordan montgomery's got game one yeah uh evaldi's got game two they haven't announced game three but he's not gonna have a lot of innings i don't think so i think he would start for maybe a couple innings and then get pulled but i, I so i would not want to get in his way like oh, if, he, no. if he says that's he's what he wants to for do years but right. wow the man breathes fire so he wants to pitch let him pitch and then God, you know, God bless the person who has to take him off the mound. Gosh, I worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, last week we talked about rock and roll. This week we're not. We're talking about Creed. I'm so sorry because the Rangers really? have this whole Creed thing happening <laughs> that started as a joke. But you know how when things seem to work for you, you can't yeah. let them go. Oh, no. So there's a whole, really? do you have a need? I've got a need for Creed thing that happens in the Rangers clubhouse. So in perspective... Evan Carter had not yet reached his second birthday when when Creed broke up. <laughs> He's like, I've heard of them. Oh my god, I think of them as a new band. But they're well, you're older than Dirt, and oh I can say that because I'm older god. than you. Uh, therefore, I'm older than you and Dirt. The lead singer of Creed, there was a baseball connection aside from this weird thing that the Rangers have okay. going with Creed. Uh, Scott Stapp, the lead singer of Creed. Played, apparently, very good high school baseball. He was the best man at former Yankees pitcher David Wells' wedding. And he sang God Bless America, game four of the 2004 World Series. Wow. See, that got your attention now, didn't it? Yeah, no, David Wells, not my favorite. No, but still, but still, I'm just saying, there's some, but also, um, he's famously a Marlins fan and rewrote one of his songs to be like a Go Marlins song. But anyway, there's a whole thing happening here that I cannot give my stamp of approval to (laughs) because you, I even like replayed some of their songs just to remind myself. I was like, yeah, no. Yeah, I need to do that because I'm not clear. You don't. Okay. You don't. You really, you really, really don't. A little context for those of you who appreciate the underdog. <laughs> the Rangers are the oldest team to not have won a World Series. They started wow. in Washington, D.C. in 1961. Oh, hey. So they're they were hometown Terrible. Team. They're terrible. So they got a little bit better. Ted Williams actually managed them for a couple yeah. of years. That's when it's they got a little bit good. And then they moved to Texas in 1971, and then they were bad again for a while. But anyway, they still have not won a World Series. So if you want that kind of history and you oh. need – a, an underdog in that way to root for, I offer you that. That's all I can offer you with the Rangers because, again, it's Texas. It's problematic. Yeah. I would like both teams to lose. Yeah. You know, I've got a slight like of the Rangers over Houston just because I'm really tired of Houston winning. They're just winning a see, lot. This is because once you got the whole Dusty thing out of your system, right? Yeah. You got Dusty right. had his win, and then now you can just say, all right, I'm done with you people. Right. And I also feel like they've kind of proven themselves. Like, all right, there was a cheating year, but they've done so much since then that, like, you know, let let it go. It's gone. Whatever. They did it. It's over. I, of course, I'm not a Dodger who played at that time, so <laughs> it's, you know. Uh, National League. So, D-backs, this is my, like, the best fucking baseball boyfriend pick I've ever made, I think. And remember, you heard Corbin Carroll being being called Rookie of the Year here first. Probably. Probably. We did that, like, really a long time ago. We did that super early by both of us, actually. Exactly. Exactly. When we did our um, predictions for the season, that was one that we were both locked in on. So, it looks like he has it pretty much locked out. He, um... 
postseason rookie, first time in there. So far at the time of recording, he has two home runs, two steals, and a 1-389 OPS in his five postseason games. And mind you, that is five games because they were both series that got swept. 23 years old in August. And he just did that in the postseason for a team like you're going to talk about them. They, you know, not barely getting into the postseason. He's a cool dude. He is also like super, I don't know, he's super young. I saw the interview that Mookie Betts did with him on his podcast. And he's like so young because Mookie like usually talks to guys about like the struggle in at some point of struggle in your career, like either in the minors when things didn't click or you not getting drafted right away. And none of that none with of that this clicked, kid, right? right? <laughs> He's just no, I'm fine. Right, right. He's just I got it all going on. Who's through? He. It seems like he had a lot of parental support, and from one of those backgrounds that really allowed him to get the best training his whole life in private school and stuff. But you know, as far as defending him as a baseball boyfriend pick, what what one thing that jumped out at me that had been added to the MLB article that they wrote at the beginning of the season and kind of rewrote for the end of the season. But this time he said, when I kind of think through what my goals are for the future, the biggest is having an impact on people. That's making the day of a little kid at the ballpark, but it's also charity work. So young kid saying something really eloquent and good from the heart and baseball boyfriend. I wonder who his like his mentors are. I wonder who mm. the the like the, the clubhouse guys are that are watching out for him. That is a great. I wonder like I mean Longoria is the 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 longest. Yeah. Um, whatever. But, but I, I wonder like how yeah. much of that is this is how I was brought up and right. I'm just talking about it now, or how much of it is I see what right. these guys that I admire are doing and I want to be like that. It could come from anywhere. Yeah. I'm glad that he got there. That's yeah. that's, that's oh fantastic. definitely. I think I mean his parents. Uh, the, you know, we talked about the good relationship with his parents and them dropping him off for his first day, first day of school. <laughs> <It's> yeah. <cool. laughs> um, but that's I think also yeah. Shout out to the parents because you know we like giving parents credit for having cool kids. <clears throat> Present company, here we go. So um, I just, before we leave the D-backs, my 2019 Blue Jays pick, Baby Pina Lourdes Gordiel, is doing really well. And the the D-backs... With the D-backs. Yeah, with the D-backs. So he and uh, Gabriel Moreno got traded for Dalton Varsho to the Jays. And it, like, it's boggling my mind right now because not only is Pena doing well, so he's 5 for 21 in the postseason with, with a home run for RBI and leading in Q-Heart. Like if his oh, purple sure. floppy hair is so fucking cute. And this baby just turned 30 last Tuesday. Um, so the, the wow. D-backs get him and Moreno, who's a rookie, and the, he's a rookie catcher, and the and Toronto just didn't have room, so they already had to Alejandro Kirk and Jansen, right, Danny Jansen, and they're like, oh, you know, it's it's the riches, whatever, too many catchers, <laughs> so they had to get rid of one, and they figured they'd get Darsho back, who has great defense, but Darsho has not had a good defensive year. Guriel has Guriel made the All Star team, so his first All Star appearance. And uh, Moreno, baby, rookie, has three postseason home runs at this wow. point. So yay, I mean, D-backs. And, and if, we're, if, we're, if we're claiming, I want to – that Moreno. He, sure. I, he, he's from Barquisimeto, which is the where my Venezuelan team plays. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So our current issue with Arizona, like, yay, they're the underdog. Yeah, yeah. But they're scabs. Right. So I have to, like – there are guys – so I kind of want to separate – yeah, the players are not the ones making the decisions. I'm happy to root for the players. They're not mm-hmm. making decisions about where we're going to stay and all of that. But um, their success then benefits the ownership. So I'm like, oh, I want individuals I to do great because I love watching these guys. But mm-mm. nope, nope, scabs. So the thing I want to talk about with the Diamondbacks, how they're pre- preparing to play in Philadelphia. Because their series oh. is against Philadelphia. Ooh. And as you know, the Philly fan base, their home field advantage is the only one that's been working, really. What they did on Friday when they had a practice at Chase Field, they piped in crowd noise <laughs> so they could practice with crowd oh noise. You cited Evan Longoria, who has a lot of postseason experience. 
And he's like one of the elder statesmen right right now with the Diamondbacks. And he's talking about the going into the bank, going into Philadelphia with that rabid fan base and all the noise and the craziness. And there's going to be things said that you probably wouldn't say anywhere else. <laughs> and you probably shouldn't say even at a baseball game. And I think we've prepared for that. One of the pitchers oh, even said, I guess you have to walk out like, like you know, your tunnel coming out of the bullpen. You, There's not security. It's really a lot of like fans kind of yelling at you. And he said, I'm sure they've done their research on me and my family. <laughs> so they can be very specific in their heckling. So that it's like it's it's kind of interesting that Evan Longoria is the the wise guy who's supposed to be you know telling everybody how to act under certain situations, but he's been with Tampa and Arizona. Like he doesn't have a lot of experience with a big full stadium. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his experience is when those teams played right other places, right? But like, not like having yeah. that at your back, right? You know, because like Tampa, right. you you said is yeah, was was ridiculous, there. yeah. So Phillies. So I think we're both we're on the Phillies right now. Yeah, we so are. So that's why we, also why we can't be rooting for the D-backs because we're rooting for the Phillies. Phillies are fucking cool with a PH. They are so that that fucking cool. Yep. Uh, Kyle Schwaba is my pick this year. And uh, reminder, I talked about it a couple weeks ago. I, it must have been a couple weeks because I wasn't here last week <laughs> as the <laughs> first MLB player with 40 homers while batting below 200. So that's just a, like it's one of those things that makes your mind go, huh? And what is important? And, you know, my upbringing, I just I've always looked at average. But clearly this it's not average anymore. Is, yeah. It's not, you know, he's doing good Only stuff. Only people older than dirt Yeah, look at, at batting I, I average anymore. I can't handle it. It that hurts my brain. What I didn't mention, and this is the other side of Schwaba, is that he's the only player with at least 120 walks while below 200. So the home between the home runs and the walks, like that fucks with the average. Like that makes that that average, you know, it doesn't really matter. But he's getting on base. And that's what yeah. you want with your leadoff guy. So yeah, it hurts my brain. Speaking of of leadoff guy. He ended the season with a 197 average, which was the lowest of all leadoff guys because most sure. leadoff – it's just in different. And so Rob Thompson, a uh, manager, said – and I think, yeah, he's not the Ricky Henderson typical leadoff guy, <laughs> but he's so effective in that spot. So it's like this really it's, – it's, it's an interesting new strategy that I just didn't get, but clearly it's working. Um, he has not done much in the postseason yet. He's four for 25, has not yet had a home run. However, he's due because this happened to him last year. And last year he did even worse. He had one hit in the first two rounds and then went on to hit three very key home runs in the NLCS. So plus, plus of course, six walks and a 1571 OPS. So it's going to happen. There's going to be a shore bomb soon. There sure is. I'm going to talk about past boyfriends who are on the Phillies. Now, I will say, a lot of guys that I've, I've picked either for other places mm-hmm. or I picked early are having a great time right now. Brandon Marsh, I picked for the Angels. He's he's like low-key doing great. They're yeah. not talking about him right. much, but he's like hit after hit and doing well in the outfield and all that. Wait, before we go off Brandon Marsh, I just wanted to add that when I remember when you, when you introduced us to him and talked about him wetting his hair. And this is when he was with the Angels and said that he did it fit about 15 times a day. I th- like it's like 15 times a game now. Have you seen how wet his hair is Indeed. all the time? Indeed. He's it's, leaning into his shtick right. for sure. He's doing a bit and he's leaning into yep. his bit for sure. Nick Castellanos, mm. man. My, oh, oh, so, man. Well, I don't maybe, have before, enough beer before I get for to, this. We, yeah, before <laughs> I get to Nick. So Alec Bohm, also third baseman, was fine when I picked him. He's doing great right now. Happy to see that. Okay. So Nick Castellanos was my 2018 pick from Detroit. He is still the guy, man. He's more the guy now than he was then. And I think it's, his influence has been a lot of clubhouse related and a lot of unbuttoning the top of the jersey related. <laughs> yes. But also oh now God, he's though. like good dad. Yeah. Everybody loves Amazing. him because of him being the dad to Liam, his 10-year-old son, mm-hmm. who you all you get all the reaction shots whenever he gets a home run, which is a lot now. Yeah, right. So Liam apparently, whenever he's at the bank, runs down from the family seats whenever his dad's in the on-deck circle and says, Dad, hit it over the fence, and they fist bump. 
and then he goes and uh, and, says, and then I go to work, and then he, then he goes to bat, and then we get the reaction shot because Nick Castellanos is now hitting home runs. He's the only player to hit multiple home runs in back to back playoff games ever. And don't you love it when he crosses home plate and points to his son mm-hmm. every time? Do we get a little mushy about that? Oh my he god! He was asked by the by journalists, "Why do you think people are so?" invested in your relationship with Liam. And he said, I huh. think I think in a world where more and more phoniness is presumed real, something that is real, like a dad and his son that love each other can stick out. That okay, I'm good with that. Wow. He's Liam is such a good luck charm in the eyes of Phillies fans that there's been this movement of people offering, hey, can uh, can we we'll take care of him. Can we hope <laughs> they live in Florida, right? His family is in Florida. So over the summer, they were mm-hmm. all together. But now that Liam started school again, you know, he's back in Florida. But he's Although, here. Yeah. He's here for, you know, the the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And so people said, hey, we'll homeschool him. Can we keep him? Mm-hmm. We'll homeschool him. And Nick's wife posted, that's okay. His, his Nana's got that covered. She's homeschooling <laughs> him. We're fine. But we really do appreciate your offers. But, you know, but thanks for that. The last time we talked about Liam was in 2021 when – when Nick Castellanos played for the Reds and Liam drew a picture of his dad in a yeah. Reds uniform. They made a t-shirt out of that. And that's still, they, it's still, you can still find those online. I want to talk briefly about Bryce oh, Harper. Wait, 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 I have, I have Nick stuff to add though. Hang on. Cause um, I, I did a deep dive into his Instagram account, which I highly, highly, highly recommend. Into who's Nick's it, or into, to Liam's? Into Nick's. I did not go to Liam's. I went into Nick's and I went into his wife's. Um, Liam is a child from his first wife, which I didn't know. And so I'm wondering it, who, how the custody arrangement is, because it seems like he does have a lot of time with Liam. And with his second life, he, wife, he has a, um, a, a new little baby, uh, Otto, <laughs> who's absolutely adorable. And Liam is really, really cute with Otto. But there are so many like of them, like you're talking about that, that father-son bond, it's so beautiful and it's so amazing how much Nick talks about how important his son is and they're like spitting image. Like he posted a picture of him as at that age mm-hmm. and Liam side by side and it's like identical. Liam also has a very cool, like just he's, he's very um, photogenic, press friendly. There was a really cute Father's Day thing that MLDB did of a day with him at the stadium. But... He, he was singing Blink 182's I Miss You, like every word and like jamming out to it. Yeah, he did that when he was with, with the Reds. They, he, I can't remember so who he did cute. a duet with, but it was somebody from the Reds that, that, that sang with him. Wow. For sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Very, very, very cool. I'm bringing up Bryce Harper, not because he's been a boyfriend of ours, but I'm going off the T-shirt, the, the whole T-shirt relationship. Oh. During the last series with Atlanta, their shortstop, Orlando Arcio. While in the clubhouse, in the clubhouse, not out in public, right. said Attaboy Harper when Harper got doubled up, you know, at, 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 to end game two, right? Got got the double play, was the suffered the double play right. to end game two. Teammates of Harper said, hey, so he said this thing, which nobody would have known except for a journalist right. said that this happened. So eh, there's that. Teammates said, okay, what are you going to do about it? But this guy, you know, threw down, basically. And what he did was hit two home runs in the next game. But each time he came around, he gave a good glare to Arcia. Yep. And, but he said what's kind of our party line here at No Crying in Baseball. You know, we don't, we don't say you go after the guy and throw punches or menace right. somebody, just do better. And so right. what he said was hearing people take shots and proving them wrong is what it's all exactly. about. Exactly. It's and, not bad. And people were all... It, the people who yell things like overrated yeah. to Harper, even when he was here with the Nationals, we were like, oh, you're just asking for it. You're just asking for it because he feeds off that. He's like, no, not boom. Yeah. Here's what I got. Here's what I got. The T-shirt part is we always crack up by how fast the, the T-shirt companies can yeah. act on something that's newsy like this attaboy Harper thing. Breaking tea. Where I, I have several breaking T-shirts, I will say that. They are good. They had a shirt design. Uh, they said, okay, hold on to Attaboy Harper. Let's see what <laughs> he does. It's going to happen. Let's see what he does in the next game, like the nice. next day. So they had this peg. It was something to watch for. Wow. After he hit the first home run, they had the design going. They have to clear designs when they're with 
with players, with mm-hmm. MLBPA, with the Players Union. That design Jeez. was cleared by 9.55 that night. So during <laughs> during Game 3, it was on their website for sale by 10.15 wow. the night of Game 3. And they were being produced the next morning. And Arcia, the one of the shirts has what Arcia ended up saying later was like, he, he wasn't supposed to hear that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, whatever. I don't think it, it wasn't bad to say it. It wasn't bad to report it. It wasn't bad to, like, enjoy it. It's, like, all good. Like, whatever. Don't get pissed it's off. It's all good. I, I, like may, I may or may not, like, try to get one of those shirts. Yeah. I, I do need a Philly shirt, and that seems like a fun one to have. I will say I was both... I was 10% amused and 90% horrified by the Phillies fans. I like their instinct to <laughs> yeah. mock Atlanta fans, but I'm not happy with how they went about it. After that second home run in game three, the Phillies fans all started doing the chop. They we, sang uh, the damn song and they all did the they chop. They sang the song oh, too. Oh yeah, they did the the humming that went along oh, with it. No. And it was bad, unified. Bad the entire ballpark was doing geez. it because when they want to pick on somebody, they're going to pick on somebody. And I get that instinct but do better i was i was ticked i was like come on guys i keep defending you now i am defending you now and now you're you're ticking me off but go phils i haven't met a person in real life that i talk to in in my regular world who has not said yeah phillies fan right now i'm on the phillies bandwagon i don't know if it's our proximity or because it's like nationals north over there or what it is but it's uh, yeah go phils yeah, yeah. I was really hoping that we would have some evidence back from baseball boyfriend picks for why to, we needed to pick Philly. So oh. I counted how many baseball boyfriends mm-hmm. because we've got guys like it's it's interesting. The good time we have more definitely more guys on good teams because they have traded for the players that we picked a long time ago. So we're effect- effectively scouts. Right? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but uh, we have seven Phillies boyfriends, which is a pretty good chunk. Five D-backs, seven also Rangers, but we actually have nine Houston. So mathematically, we should be voting for the Astros. But that's only it's only because we're forced to pick some of them. So I don't know. And also, you know, we're old and we've been doing this for a long time. Right. So so these guys have been some of these guys have been around for a while. So in the world of Immaculate Grid, they're going to get around to everybody eventually. Our guys get around. All right. Um, I, right before we started recording, I saw posts talking about how the Giants have interviewed Alyssa Nakin for the manager position recently uh, vacated by Gabe Kapler. You know, I'd go back a couple episodes. Nakin or Nakin or, or Nakin? Oh shit! Nakin like Kraken. Someone taught. Oh, so Deborah fuck. taught us a, a mnemonic for it, and I can't remember. But I think it's Nakin like Kraken. I think you're right. But I don't know. Sorry. But I think no, no. I think you're right because I think I remember it was one of the ones when she subbed in for me, and I remember listening and being like, "Oh, I've been fucking up her name," and me- meaning to change it. So it's got to be Nakin. All right, phone in, Deborah. Um, so she's the first, clearly the first woman to be an official candidate for manager of a team. This has been um, at this point, so I don't know if it's been verified. At this point, I only saw one source being sort of like retweeted and retweeted, which was the athletic writer, Andrew Baggerly. So the athletic is, you know, very reputable. So I'm hoping that I'm hoping that this sticks because you know, it's it's like we've always said, it's like you've got to have a first to have a second and a third and a fourth and like have it come after. And she's been a bunch of firsts because that's what it is to be a woman and a woman in baseball. Like there's something you're going to be doing the first time. So she's already been the first um, MLB coach and the first on field coach, which happened in some exhibition games. But then we also talked about how she was subbed in because another coach was ejected for the first time in a really weird argument. But still, she was in you know, a woman on the field coaching with her name on the on the uniform. And that's pretty fucking cool. So if she, you know, it, it, of course, like I hate looking just one layer beyond because I saw somebody who retweeted something that Aubrey Huff oh, just don't even don't, go don't, there. Don't but it, I did. And it just depressed the fuck out of me because it was just a ton of people saying, um, assuming she wasn't qualified. You know what I mean? Like, that's what's behind all of that. Well, I hear your body parts really have an Jesus. effect on your ability to, to manage a game. Right. Yeah. No, and the, the comments were horrific. So I thought, oh, my God, no matter what happens to her, she has to see that bullshit. So even though a, a, a glass is being broken, there's, like, so many, like, painful points in it because – 
there's assholes out there. But power to her. We're behind her. And it would be cool. It would be great. It sure would. So she's the first, which means looking forward to more mm-hmm. soon. We have been splitting some beers, and we haven't told anybody what we were drinking. Oh, we started shit. with an Oktoberfest beer. And I just beer. finished this. Oh, that's okay. We started with an Oktoberfest beer from, is that the Brook, Brook? Brookville Beer Farm? Right. And it was, I thought it was nice. It was, it was not nice. too sweet. It was very nice. And then we moved on to Lone Oak. The Lone Oak Lager, which is a light American lager, which is also local to us. And this then we're going good. to a Boston, a Boston, a Baltimore beer, Peabody yeah. Heights. What uh, Astrodon. That's the my, that's the Maryland state dinosaur. What? The Astrodon <laughs> is the Maryland state dinosaur. Maryland has a state dinosaur. They do. They do. And you know how you get a state dinosaur? You get adorable children to write letters to to their to the state legislature and you lobby. You teach them how to lobby and then you end up with a state dinosaur. <laughs> that's hysterical. Okay, everybody out there with a young child, if you live in a state that does not yet have a state dinosaur, you should get busy. I'm going to let you pour me some dinosaur beer where I talk about <laughs> people complaining about the playoff format. So oh. the O's were swept by the Rangers. The Dodgers were swept by the Diamondbacks. The Phil- Philadelphia Atlanta series, 3-1. Philly didn't go to a game mm-hmm. five. The Houston-Minnesota series, 3-1, did not go to a game five. The three teams in all of Major League Baseball with 100 or more wins, gone. That blows my mind. None of them went to the LCS. So the four remaining, the final four, we've got three teams at 90 wins and Arizona coming in at 84 wins. That's crazy. So people are asking the following question. Is a five-day layoff Mm -hmm. for a bye too long? Now, Houston has not been affected by this. They had that last year they have this they're, they're mm-hmm. fine they're doing fine everybody else didn't work out so well but is that the reason mm-hmm. i have to, i'm really pleased the players are not saying yeah you gave us too much time off so you know it's that yeah. it's, it, everyone is Good. claiming that it's their own fault they should do better and here's why spencer strider for instance said i think the people who are trying to use the playoff format to make an excuse for the results they don't like are not confronting the real issue. You're in control of your focus, your competitiveness, your energy. And if having five days off means you can't make that adjustment, you've got nobody to blame but yourself. Right. And that's coming from a team who had five days off and then lost. So whether he's speaking about his own team or what, it's like you know, we, we have to figure out a way to manage this. Yeah, although I think the interesting thing that sort of factors into it is he had to deal with a game of pitching in front of Phillies fans. Who were like, whoa, we got your number, buddy. Right. They were and on top of him. Exactly. So like the vibe that he had to do, like that is a very different skill set, I would say, than mm-hmm. like playing against the Phillies in the regular season or even like playing however many millions of games that the, the, well, that's the what a, a Atlanta lot, team won. A lot of players were saying. It wasn't the the time off. It's that we need to be better. I need to be better. Under those circumstances. I lost this game. That was me. I need to be better. Mm -hmm. And a lot of players are saying that. Dusty had an interesting viewpoint about this because Houston is the team that did manage to last year and this year, the two Mm -hmm. years so far that have had this playoff format get through with a five-day layoff. He said, we stayed locked in during the layoff. The fact that we had to play up till the last day of the season mm-hmm. to get in, I think that's even more important than the layoff because he pointed out that those other teams had a lock two weeks before that. So mentally, right. they may have already been checked out. Like their buy might have been happening mentally as they got through the end of the season because nothing they did would matter hmm. for the rest of the season, whereas Houston had to play like their very last game on that very right. last day mattered to see where they were going to end up in the postseason. I find that interesting. Rob Manfred, the commissioner, said, too soon to make changes. Mm-hmm. We need to see how this goes. Yeah. Be patient. Watch. It, it For sure, it's weird that the teams that were the best based on their records didn't go anywhere, but it could be coincidence. It could be mm-hmm. other factors. Who knows? But weirdly, I'm with Rob on this. I never say that. I'm like, okay, give it a little longer. Give it a little longer. But also others are saying, you know what? They make too much money on having these things stretch out. So I I don't see that changing anytime soon. Although if if series don't go the full five games or we'll see what happens with these seven game series, that might sort of be a wash at that point. Yeah. I don't know. I was kind of thinking, I was talking to Mr. Pottymouth about this. Like if you really needed three game wild cards, like if a one game wild card, like a wild, like they used to, like just 
have a wild card game because it's funny that they all got swept. So it's kind of like, I don't know, do they need that much time? But at the same time, it's I I look at it as more baseball. So I'm always in favor of more baseball. So I don't I don't know which way to go. Yeah, no, and like like I said when when Alexander and I were talking about it, it was I like the fact that more teams were invested longer. Yeah. But also, yeah. it's clearly Good a money point. grab also. So right. you have to weigh those things against each other. Yeah. Yeah, I really love like listening to you guys. And he's, he's super knowledgeable for a youngin. So good job there. You know, he's, he is a professional sports writer. Oh, yeah. There's that. Yeah. I am not. He gets, he gets paid to do this stuff, not like right, us. Yeah. Right, right. All right. So yeah. now I'm having a little bit of an inferiority complex. But I just wanted to, if I had been uh, last week, actually what I did, fuck you. So I just want to give you a huge appreciation for the way that you put out the, I just even hate seeing his name, Trevor Bauer thing last week because you focused on it as it's actually a reasonable, positive outcome and and what women have to do when they're accusing such a public figure and, and her finally being able to have her name and sort of reclaim that. And then I went there and I looked at his uh, Instagram feed. Well, I'm, we actually follow him and I probably shouldn't do that. I should just check in on him. Um, or not. And his, yeah, I don't do it. So, so everybody out there, I did it for you. And he's a smarky and smarky, smarky, snarky, 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 snarky. smart ass, yes, snarky. Both of those things. Okay. Both of those things. He just, it's, it's a snarky. really horrible tone. Um, you know, very much taking it as a victory. Uh, using lots of her words against her, but you know, r- interestingly, I, I think I. I might be in our notes, a Fox News article that kind of gave the went back to the basic facts and said, you know, this this is just gross stuff to be doing regardless. Anyway, um, he's spinning it and people are following him and I'm terrified. I mean, I think he assumes he's going to be pitching an MLB next year and I'm hoping you're right. I can't see that happening. Yeah. I, I think there would be such outrage. Mm-hmm. I honestly do not think that he will get a gig in Major hope, League Baseball. I hope I ever. He had, he's had a very good season in uh, Japan. So I don't well, know. He's welcome to stay there if, they, if they'll have him. I, I know. I feel very bad putting, you know, that's a horrible export. Really, like we're you know. I mean, peanuts are hard <laughs> enough just to get to into the Japanese ballparks, but we can get you know domestic abusers and they're just fine. Oh my God, go back to two weeks ago. It was two weeks ago that you did that story. That was the best callback I have ever heard. That was so good. Whew. I'm Oof. gonna I'm gonna catch my breath here because. <clears throat> I'm going to continue talking about suspected abusers. This is not funny at all. So police blotter, Dominican style. So this is my team. So I I have picked a team years ago. What was it? Two, three, five. We've been doing this a long time. A long time. Long time. Many years ago then, I picked a Dominican team. That is my once and forever team. Actually, that's not true. I already changed because I started with Estrellas Orientales. And then when the Tatis. Well, even with our national ball. Well, the the whole Tatis family left them. So I left in sympathy with the Tatis. You followed the Tatis. Right. Which is really what you should do when coming to a, a fork in the road. <laughs> Unless a Tatis is on a motorcycle, in which case, <laughs> stay the heck away because that's just danger. Oh man, this is. Uh, I needed some a beer. Wow, I can edit this pause. I just want to put it out there: the potty mouth may or may not have pre-gamed before we started today. I'm just saying. I did. That's a really bad timing to say that right after I took the sip of beer. It's not a good time. Oh, <laughs> okay. Fork right. in the road. Fork in the <laughs> So you changed your team. So it was Estrellas Orientales. And then I went to the Leonis del Escogido, which has been my new once and forever team, especially because I found out that David Ortiz uh, played for them. So that's, you know, always a good thing. As did Wander Franco. Mm. So the assistant to baseball operations, Angel Santana, stated publicly, and this just depresses me, like when when your team does something super shitty, it's just really hard to stick with them. But he said, you know, he can play with us and you cannot prohibit a Dominican citizen from working. If he comes, welcome. I hope he comes tomorrow. So this is Wander Franco, who is accused and the case is still open of him being in a relationship with a 14 year old or two. 
you can choose not to hire him. That's different than right. prohibiting him from working. It's not like you're saying you can't work in this country. It's like we, as a team, choose not to hire you because you're gross. Well, he has a contract with them. Ah. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, he's on the team. He's been on the team. So um, so they want him back. They, which don't, is, they don't have a clause for your under criminal investigation? Well, um, I would, I, I would I write think, that in. Well, I think what happened was this guy opened his mouth um, before he should have, uh, and they started actually having conversations reportedly. This is per Hector Gomez on, on Twitter. Um, it, th- they were actually having conversations with Franco about coming back, but... They didn't take into account that this is not just an MLB investigation. So that's the case with a lot of these guys that we've seen who have been suspended by MLB but still play winter ball somewhere else. In this case, the Dominican government is investigating him. Like that's they started before oh. MLB, and we talked about that. So you know, I don't think he's going to be playing in the Dominican Republic until the Dominican government investigation is over. That seems wise. Yeah, yeah. And thinking about this, um, you know, the Rays didn't make it. I don't know. He could have been the difference. But but no, he made poor choices. He did make poor choices. So, so how do you feel about Nelson Cruz? Very happy because yeah. he's going to be returning as the general manager of the Dominican team in the 2026 World Baseball Classic. And I meant to sh- I meant to look up where that's going to be because we have to go. That was the best that was the, the best, best time. That was best super time. great. And listening to those Mookie Betts podcasts, he is he always, like when he talks especially with his WBC buddies, either who are on his team or other teams, it's like that, for all of them, it was the best baseball that they have ever experienced. And we saw that. And that's so cool. It is so cool. Okay. So I think we have some time to prepare for like requesting time off and all of that and saving our pennies so. for our plane tickets and all <laughs> of those things. Hey, this week, I'm pretty excited that we're down to only a couple of teams playing so that I don't have to sneak around at work and have <laughs> games on mute on, say, the second monitor. Oh, Not shit. that I would ever do that. If you know where I work, I'm kidding. For yeah. sure. I'm kidding. I'm just saying, what if? Wouldn't that be cool? But now I don't have to worry about that because those games are later in the day. Yeah. Speaking, of, I just said, oh, shit, because I looked at the time and realized that we've got to be an inning or two into the Texas mess. Sure. So let's go. That'll watch, be fun. Let's go watch some Texas mess. We're gonna go watch some Texas mess. So hey, thank you to those of you who have sent us corrections and sent us good yeah. ideas and tell us your stories. We love that. Please find us on social media. Oh shit! Where are we? A Twitter X. <laughs> um. <laughs> we are not Sorry. on the train with little, you know, little airline bottles yes. of things. <laughs> no. no. And that's yeah. cross trading right there. Airline bottles on a train. Oh man. Whew. You can find us on Twitter or X at NCIB Podcast, Facebook and Instagram are No Crying and B-Ball. And we do have Patreons, patrons, patrons on Patreon, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash No Crying and B-Ball. And you can keep this podcast going. Indeed. Indeed. Hey, you can get boosters again. So you should. Oh, yeah. Please get a booster. Please fight the man. It's the right thing to do. Send your game balls to Meredith. And until next week, say goodnight, potty mouth. Good night, potty mouth. Whew. We're on Twitter or X at NCIB Podcast. We <laughs> Oh shit. Okay, we're gonna have more beer right now because that's gonna solve the problem. <laughs>